Hey, this is the master of Tiger style, Lee Moriarty, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers Podcast. Taking your way in the world today, takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries, sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when we make it a death match. This is Wrestling Cheers. We'd like to talk about things on the Northeast South independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review for a recent AIW show, Sakimoto Takes Cleveland. I am your host. I am Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network, Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose to desire WrestlingCheers, at gmail.com. And we still have the merch store over at WebManeuver.net. Like I said, this is a review episode for Sakimoto takes Cleveland, and I don't, I'm not alone on these shows. I'm being joined by Stacy. Hey man, how's it going? Got a little little streak going for you now. Yeah, man, uh, I feel like it's probably going to continue. I'm, if I had to guess, I think it's going to continue. Yeah, you think you're going to be on next week's episode? I have this strange feeling. Yeah, we're I do too, and it's gonna it's gonna be here before we know it. Yeah, you, you know, I feel like it could be, it'll feel like tomorrow. That's kind of how things go in AIW, unless we're talking about this show, which kind of seems like forever ago. Yeah, man, my memories are getting a little fuzzy on this one. So I'll probably throw out, like, just apologies. This was eight days before Absolution, and that's kind of the fresh thing on the mind, but we we still need to talk about things that happened on this show. It was kind of like a pre-show to Absolution, even though it was, you know, eight days before. Yeah, the, this has happened before. I think it was before Jersey. Yeah, um, that there was a Winchester show right before it. And yeah, it does kind of feel like a like a pre-show leading up to it, like a go home for it. But uh, it was a good show. It, it was. didn't take away from anything. I, I was happy I got to make it out to this show, and uh, some of the the people that we got to have have on it. Like, we'll we'll just start going through it as as quick as possible. But we started off with a new Twitter handle from Parker Pierce. He's now at pro parker p getting away from his old party like parker which is kind of cool he if he's changing have his twitter handle change it's the small things going up against cpa a dude who you know has been coming to iw now for what are we at now like a couple shows he's been on a few shows uh man cpa has kind of picked up a following uh you know the first the first couple of shows people didn't really know him didn't know what to make of him but he at this show he definitely had people behind him he, he was a name that i knew of but i didn't know anything about and that's because i listened to the major wrestling figure podcast hosted by zach Ryder and uh kurt hawkins and 
basically CPAs on a show that is uh, that has the same producer and the producers on that show named uh, Smart Mark Sterling. So I'd always heard the name CPA. So I was kind of like, okay, when he debuted, I was like, oh, this is a Kurt Hawkins guy. Okay, cool. And actually, it was at this show, I pulled him aside, and I was like, all right, sell me on your podcast. Because their whole thing is uh, pairing beers with a wrestling match. And my thing was, mm-hmm. is I'm like, okay. is it like live, like the, your own like commentary or like what? He's like, well, like sometimes, but he's like, we go on like our own conversations too. And it's just like, we'll talk about memories maybe of the wrestler that's in the match and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, okay, cool. Like that's, that, that really sounds interesting. And he said, there's a Christmas ale episode from last Christmas uh, and that's the Great Lakes Christmas sale. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'm going to at least check that. I still haven't gotten to that point, but I have it downloaded and I do want to check it out. So just him coming to AIW was kind of like, okay, let me, let me check this, this shit out because now I know who you are. I see you roughly once a month. He was even at APSO, but he just wasn't in a match. Yeah, man. He, he's, he seems to be around a lot. He seems to be an AIW fixture now. And, uh, you know, I get, that's an, another thing that happens, I guess, from from being around. And, you know, when they talk about the the spots that are there, because, I mean, he's worked some of those scramble matches and stuff, too, before this. Um, but there, there are people waiting for spots to get in at AIW. And CPA took advantage of the, the opportunity and seems to have built a fan base. So good for him, man. I like him. And uh, like I don't know about you, but unfortunately, I do not remember much about this match. But very little. It, it was uh, Parker Pierce wins via the flip cup. So it looks like things might be turning around for Parker Pierce and AIW. Maybe maybe the Dr. Dan shit's working. And we still have uh, match announcements to come with Rager. And, and with that being such a, you know, Cleveland-based show, that's going to have some students. That's a, a, a place for Parker Pierce and Dr. Dan to, to shine. And if I'm correct, like Dr. Dan has had some pretty crazy matches in Russell Rager history, so we don't know yet, but there's got to be something yeah. crazy coming. Yeah, I remember last year's match pretty specifically. Remind me. Him versus Swoggle? Okay, yeah. I know he's yeah. had weird ones, but like rem- like sometimes, I don't know about you, some like shows just blend together. And granted, Russell Rager has its own distinct feel, but it's it's kind of that party atmosphere where it's all just fucking fun. Oh, I don't know. Swoggle used me as a weapon in match, so I <laughs> it stands out. <laughs> yeah, that uh that, that will make it stand out. Yeah. So I have I have a bit of a memory of Dan's history at uh at Wrestle Rager. Man, this this show isn't about Wrestle Rager, but boy, it's weeks away. It's only weeks away. Well, the the best AIW show of the year. Cannot wait. Personally, Absolutions of the one for me, but it's it's a nice one-two punch. I feel like Absolution is is the formal, you know, best show of the year. That's I mean that's where everybody wears suits and all that. Wrestle Rager is the is the Absolution after party where all right, Absolution's over. Let's get fucking weird. Let's go crazy. Let's do this show. Wrestle Re- Rager is like the antithesis of uh, Absolution. It's it's dirty, it's grimy, it's in a parking lot. Nobody's going to wear a suit because it's hot. Well, Steve Guy, maybe. Yeah, I was about to say Steve did wear that, but, that suit. But, like, it's it's like it feels, it's just a different feel. It's And, and not even just a party feel, but, like, a, you know, you know you're going to have some deathmatch elements at Russell Rager. Uh, it, it's got that almost, like, dangerous feel, like a, 
like a hardcore show in the late nineties. Like it's, it's good. I, I really dig Russell Rage. Nothing. The absolution was amazing. We'll talk about that on next week's show, but, uh, boy, Russell Rager is my favorite. It is just my favorite. What other show can you drink a whole bottle of mad dog at? And it's totally okay. They served it to you from the bar. Come on. <laughs> yeah. That's living. If I, if I drank at shows, that would be one thing. Yeah. Everybody else is going to make up for you, Summers. Oh, that's, that's perfect. <laughs> perfectly fucking, uh, Papa Pepperoni. Uh, a lot of people will fucking make up for me on that one. Yeah. Man, Russell Rager. But, well, also, too, here's the fun thing about Russell Rager, just uh, with when it comes to these episodes. Like, we got six AIW episodes in a row, and this is the end of the end of the first half. We then have the Absolution Review, and then the two Russell Rager episodes. Yeah. Oh, it's a busy part of the calendar year for AIW. If nothing else pops up in October, it'll make up for it when there's nothing. But I worry about that shit, and that's not, that's not a big deal. It kind of kind of like it when they have that that uh month off or so sucks that we don't have a show but well there usually ends up it always seems that there's something that comes up in the middle of it that ends up getting people together anyway a uxwa show or something yeah so next up was alley cat versus super oprah super oprah's a a fucking legend in the northeast ohio independent wrestling scene been around for years going up against alley cat this was such a fun fucking match i love alley cat putting her against super opa was just so so much of a good idea you're not going to see that anywhere else man super Oprah is just the best i it's one of those things that like if super Oprah was around all the time i think a little bit of the the like, oh my god, it's Super Oprah would go away, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, bring Super Oprah in just, you know, like once a year, maybe twice a year. It's just, man, who who doesn't like Super Oprah? You know? It's fucking great. And fucking Alley Cat, man, had a rough week, because I think that was within the same calendar week as her match with Matt Justice uh, for UXWA at Killbuck. Mm-hmm. And man, he chopped the life out of her body down there. And she rolled out of that right into Super Oprah chopping the life out of her body <laughs> at the fucking Winchester, man. The only person I know that doesn't like Super Oprah, and it's more of just a joke, is uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Watson, AW fan. Well, I forget what year it was. Uh, we did Gauntlet for the Cache. And his number was Super Oprah. And it was just one of those moments when he was just, he knew he lost. So that's always been our joke. I mean, he doesn't really hate her, but it's, it is kind of cool, like, when she pops up, because it's really not a lot. I think she pops up in AIW roughly once a year. Yeah, it's, it's usually either like a spot in Gauntlet for the Gold, I think is what it was last year. Yeah. Uh, where there was that moment with Super Oprah and Twan. <laughs> ah! I mean, yeah, it's like once a year, Tw- twice tops. Um, but it was fun. That was a fun match. I liked it. It was rough. It was a hard-hitting, hard-hitting fucking match. The thing I always got to give it up to Alley Cat, because I know not everybody enjoys her wrestling, but she fucking will do that, that crazy shit. She'll go up against anybody. Seems like she'll do any moves. She'll get beat the fuck up, like you mentioned with fucking Justice. And like, she 
doesn't care. I mean, I hope she yeah, cares for her own well-being, but still, like, she's gone through so much shit, and I fucking love her, like, just for it, because of the, some of the people she's gone up against. She's tough, man. I I think the gimmick's funny. Uh, I think the fact that that's offset with her being able to do things like, you know, take a chop from Justice or Super Oprah and, and not have it phase her, man. Like, that's... It builds it builds a character that people get behind, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I yeah, I thought this match was fun. Uh I think most of her matches are fun, but boy, Super Oprah, man. That that's a tradition that needs to keep happening at AIW. What if we got Super Oprah for Jaylet? Like in the tournament? Yeah. At least opening round, obviously. <laughs> I mean, depending on who you pair Super Oprah with, that could be amazing. <laughs> There's so many options. Super Oprah versus Faye Jackson versus Big Twan. I mean, that, are you are you putting all three of them through to the <laughs> second round of an imaginary J-Lit right now? I was putting them in a match. I wasn't exactly yeah. putting them in the second round, but... Okay. Uh, yeah, no, those three in a match together, Twan, Faye, and Super Oprah, it's, it's like Twan's biggest villains, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> did, did you see the video on Twitter this week of uh, Faye and Mance? And big, no. oh, uh, I didn't exactly watch the full thing. Like it's one of the, like I saw it on Twitter, saw the first couple seconds, and it's like Faye sitting on Mancer's lap. And the first thing I looked for, and it was there. There was a there was a reply from Big Twan. It says, "Mance, we got smoke." <laughs> oh, that fucking uh. cracked me up. So now I just obviously still Faye and Big Twan. I, I need to buy that fucking show because that match was so fucking worth it. We've talked about that one to death, but God, I love that match. Yeah. Uh, is that Twam match next on this show? Boy, I can't wait to talk about that match. Uh, that is in... That's in a couple. Okay. I think we're two away. Uh, Alley Cat won via a roll-up. Yeah. Alley Cat seems to win most of her matches at AIW. She's the uncrowned uh, women's champion. Yeah, I mean, sort of. I mean, no one ever took it off the old champ, so in my mind, she's still champ. Oh, she is, but it's if you were to cr- crown one now, that's kind of it. She's our only like women's wrestler that's there a lot. Yeah, yeah. the The women's division of AIW is uh, like a ghost town. There's just like Alley Cat and Tumbleweed, and occasionally like Zoe Sky will roll through. <laughs> <laughs> Faye Jackson comes in, doesn't even have women's matches. <laughs> she, she wrestles Twan. She had that good match versus uh, AK, though. Yeah. It also included Twan, but... <laughs> it did include Twan. Next up was 40 Acres, Trey Lamar, and PB Smooth versus The Weird World, Weird Body, and Worldwide, Alex Kalar. Uh, I kind of feel sad for The Weird World. We don't seem to see them as much... I think we'll probably see them at WrestleRager. That's like the home turf for them. But Oh, I can't imagine them not being at WrestleRager. Come on, that's blasphemous. Let me rephrase that. I suspect them to have like a big match at WrestleRager. That's better. Yeah. Uh man, it's always fun when the weird world's in a match. Yeah. Like I I how can you watch that team and not like them? That's another where I just I don't understand how anybody doesn't like that team. Like, how do you look at Weird Body at Worldwide and be like, nah, no, nope, not for me. They're the best. The- Baba Chops and yes. airplane spins. And- 
that weird fucking turtle thing the weird body does like it's fantastic the only thing that i wish to see from weird world is actually for them to travel more i think as much as we love them i think there's other territories other companies that would love them and i know they're getting out a little bit but i would love to see more I've always kind of said how you know how PME is where they get over instantly, and I think there's that same amount of lovability to the real world. Oh, for sure. I I think places that aren't at least trying to book the weird world are fucking up because that's it's going to be easy an easy face team to have in your promotion going forward. Uh, they're the best. But, you know, maybe it's not that people don't reach out. Maybe those guys just don't want to travel or don't, you know, have other obligations and shit. I don't know. I don't know anything about that part. Yeah. I mean, not to, we don't know that much and we're not going to delve into that. But from a fan's point of view, I would love to see them in more places. And I I think they definitely deserve it. If it, it doesn't fall on the cards, that's, that's, it sucks that it's like that, but. Yeah, man. I but yeah, I man, I'm always happy to see him on an AIW show. And what this this match did was also kind of set up Absolution a little bit more with uh 40 Acres and the production. It was the production one via Headlock Driver followed by a Full Nelson Facebuster. And man, you just man, you just said the production won this match. They ain't even in this match. 40 Acres won. <laughs> You didn't I'm thinking because I'm thinking man. I'm thinking of the production <laughs> who came out after all that was said and done. Forty Acres who had won PB Smooth and Trey Lamar and uh, <laughs> God I can't remember exactly what the production said, but it was kind they, of they said a, they said a lot of things. Yeah, they said a whole lot of things. But they, uh, but they all said something individually, and I don't remember everybody's individual thing. Well, that's a reason for people to buy it on a uh, digital download from Smartmark, which it's you, you can hear available. everything that they said. And it was kind of because of that whole part that made me really excited for this six-man tag match at Absolution. Yeah, yes, yeah, man. Uh, and the promos leading up to it too. I mean, the one the one promo that they released, um, I know at least like uh, part of what was said at the show was kind of. The idea was put forth again in the the promo leading up to tabs so or the video that came out right before it. So um, you get a little taste of it there. Uh, but was, man, was it the one where how, uh, Eddie only is fucking cussing the whole time? Yeah, that's <laughs> Just, the one. I love that. Yeah. One. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what he said at, uh, at the Winchester. It was a man. It was a good setup to that match. Like it delivered. It, it made me really excited about a match that was announced a week before the show. Now, next up, we had Big Twan Tucker versus All Ego Ethan Page. Holy shit! This was this was a good one. Uh, mm, my God, everything about this match was good. I felt like this was the uh, the warm up, definitely for Big Twan to go up against MJF, and even just like the the, the excitement of the crowd for him to just get it all in and then keep going. Like he loved, loves this crowd reaction. He loves us going going crazy for him. And I think, I think what absolution he he told me, he's like, I wasn't expecting that much. It's like, ah, man, you're, you're lofty here, man. Big, big Twan's fucking over. He is 
way fucking over. Man, there was there was like a palpable electric feel at the Winchester and at Absolution. Uh, but we're talking about the Winchester. And when he came out, like, I'll be honest, that was the first time at, at this show that we're covering that I had seen him get that <clears throat> like that level of a reaction. And boy, man, it it lit something inside of Twan. I have not seen Twan that intense ever. It's like a switch flips in his head when he gets in that ring. He's not the he's not the kid that's in New York City pretending to shoot Spider Man webs at the fucking buildings. He's not the the nice dude you talk to, uh, you know, before a show. That's a different guy in that ring, man. Boy. Twan's Twan's latched on to something and everybody needs to watch out. Holy shit. And, and dude, how good was the way Ego started this match? Oh, so good. You're talking about like the whole like belt thing? Yeah, yeah. dude. Cl- like clowning on Twan for like, oh man, look, he's living out his dream right now, holding a championship belt. Like, oh dude, that was so good. I'm fucking Ethan Page is really fucking good. Really fucking good. Like that was man, the best. And it the- set the tone for the match. It set the tone for like coming out of it, going into absolution. Like all of it was so good. And then like it also was a warm-up of Ethan Page is kind of similar to MJF. And that's something that I really liked about it. It's, I mean, those two have been compared for a while. And then you have Twan going up against what is how did he put it at the end of the match? The like you beat the the real shit talker. Now you can go beat the he didn't say wannabe shit talker. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't remember the specifics. I'll be honest. I remember the joke, but I don't remember like the wording. But yeah, that was the point he was getting across that he was the real fucking deal. You already beat him, so you should have no problem with MJF at Absolution. But yeah, like NX Twan chance, big fucking Twan chance, stay woke chance. Like the crowd is really behind Big Twan right now. It's it's really cool to see. It's it's cool to be a part of. And then I think at this point we went to an intermission. So uh, I guess we will too. We'll be right back right after this. You wake up every morning. Get yourself out of bed and look in the mirror and realize that you don't recognize the person looking back at you. You don't feel as whole as you should. You feel about half empty. You get in your car and go about your daily activities and you think about all the opportunities that you missed. Opportunities you didn't take. Doors you left closed instead of open. You think about all the things that you could have done and the things that you chose to do instead. Well, that's where I come in. My name is Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham, and I am not only a motivational speaker, but I am a personal development coach, and my three-principle system has changed the lives of countless people all over the world. I invite all of you to stay with me today and listen as I help you change your lives and give all of you a new beginning. But now you're asking yourself, Dr. Dan, are you going to tell us what the DCR system is? And I will tell you now. 
the three simple principles that change everyone's lives. Dedication, confidence, and respect. D, C, and R. If one is dedicated to themselves, confident in oneself, and respectful of oneself, there is nothing that they cannot accomplish. Those three principles are the building blocks of anything you wish to achieve. If you just remember D, C, and R, there is nothing that you cannot accomplish. But sometimes you feel that isn't enough. Sometimes you need to be a little more focused on the task at hand. But don't worry. To go along with dedication, confidence, and respect, you can always remember rule number one. All right, and we came back from intermission with Mikey Millennial versus Eric Taylor versus Lee Moriarty versus Eric Ryan. And Eric Ryan wanted us to start a particular chant. You're going to get your fucking get your fucking face forked in, I believe is what it was. Uh, I, I do not remember. I'll be honest. I remember not no, because Eric Ryan wasn't uh, – wasn't like pre-announced for this match or anything. There wasn't like a, you know what I mean? Like this was kind of a surprise match. Mm-hmm. And so like as the music hit, I remember it was like, oh, Mikey, oh, Eric Taylor. Okay, this makes sense. Oh, Lee Moriarty. Like it's like all made sense for it to be like the scramble flippy match. And then, oh, oh, Eric Ryan. Oh, <laughs> well, this is a different match now. Yeah, I think. If it would have went the way it was originally scheduled, it would have been that. But you add Eric Ryan in, and it's just them doing flippy shit and him kicking the shit out of them, and him murdering small men. Yeah, <laughs> it was a it was a cool match. I liked it. I'm I continue to always be impressed. Like Lee Moriarty is really fucking good. Yeah, Mikey is really fucking good. And like every time I see those guys. Those are two guys in particular that, like, every time I see them, I notice something that they're doing better than they used to. Like, they're both really good and improving month after month after month. I, I don't know what the ceiling's going to be on either of those guys. They're both really fucking good. Not to slate uh, Eric Taylor. Um, he's good. But the, the other two just I, I've, I've noticed uh, just improvement upon improvement. It's crazy, like, how much... Uh, Lee Moriarty has shined in AIW in such a, such a short amount of time. Yeah, man. Hey, if if you're good, you can't you can't deny it. You know, Lee's good. And it was Lee who won via the Tiger Driver 19. Yeah, see, like I said, Lee's good. Next up, we go from that match to Doctor Dan versus Kikataro. Oh boy another one how, one of those things of like how can you not love Kikotaro? Yeah, man, how can't you? Kikotaro is just the fucking best. And he's got the gear with the sponsors on it. Yeah. Love it. He came out wearing the fucking Indians jersey with the dude from Major League 2 on it. Yeah. Was that Tanaka? Yeah. It's really good. He's man, he's just the best. And Dan is so he makes it so easy to hate him. You know, like the he's just really good. Those, Dan was a this match was a fucking great opportunity for really good comedy wrestling. Yeah. And and it delivered. 
And Dan's not a guy that you think of when it comes to comedy wrestling, but if you look at his resume, there's there's been a lot of comedy matches. Yeah, Dan, you know, Dan is really good at working a comedy match. I Every time I've seen him in a situation where he's working with a comedy guy, it's always good. Yeah. The, the Joey Ryan match was good. Man Scout match was good. That goes yeah. back a couple of years, but... That was yeah. really good one. I, I I think about it every so long. So I'm like, fuck, I wish Man Scott was here more often. Hey, dude, and Kikitaro, like, under-fucking-appreciated how good some of the spots he does are. Yes. Just, uh, and he, you know, he changes the shit that he does. Like, this match didn't have any, like, slow-motion shit in it that I remember. Uh, I thought the, the segue or the hoverboard thing, that was kind of slow-mo only because yeah. that's how fast it went so that like that right. that's your closest and I, I even i wasn't sure like are we supposed to be doing the slow motion stuff or is this supposed to be just a slow spot when and i don't know the reality of, of what went on with that but i, I know that it, to me in, watching it as a fan uh i it felt like it was just him being able to like show that he doesn't have to have that in every match he can kind of do a bunch of different stuff um, so that, you know, every time Kikitaro comes to town, there's different shit for you to see. Like he's got new stuff. I, I don't know, man. I really dig Kikitaro a lot. Like Kikitaro digs Swenson's a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. That was, that was a good pop where he thought he was going to win. He was going to go celebrate at Swenson's. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah. I love that thing that he does. Like the little speech at the end, right? When he thinks he's going to win, like, thank you for coming out. And that was, oh man, so good. Kikitaro is the best. If you don't like Kikitaro, you just don't like fun. I've often joked that I want to see Kikitaro versus Matt Justice. <laughs> just because Kikitaro always goes, Justice. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, I think that could be actually a good match. It was Dr. Dan who won via roll up. Well, that's too bad. Not Poor sure. Kikitaro. Didn't win. No Swensons for him. No. Need to get him t- back to another Akron show so he can get more Swensons. <laughs> I mean, he probably drove out of his way to go get some. I don't know. Dude seems to really like hamburgers. So. I can't blame him. Right. Oh, you know what we need to introduce him to? Because we're getting close to that time of the year. Motherfucking Pilgrim. Man, don't. That's such a double-edged sword. Like, I don't want you to remind me that <laughs> summer's almost over. But I also, boy, a pilgrim that that'll be nice when it shows. It's like the it's like the thing for this area that like makes the oncoming winter more bearable is little <laughs> things like, oh, the pilgrim. Well, yeah. at least I have this thing uh, as life's starting to be awful. Oh, here's some Christmas ale. Here's some 12 dogs of Christmas. Oh, boy, it's about to be awful here for three months. It's like these little buffers to get you ready for what's going to be, uh, you know, frozen hell for three months. It's like how right now, um, last week, the NFL season, uh, the you know, the preseason technically, you know, kicked off, you know, the opening ceremonies for uh, the Hall of Fame and everything. And it's like, it's like that weird reminder that, you know, pretty soon, you know, it's going to be cold and it's going to be freezing. And all the, uh, I love football, but that only means winter's closer. Yeah, man, it's the it's the other side of the coin for living in Ohio. Like, there's a bunch of stuff I love about Ohio. I hate the fucking winter so much. 
It's awful. So, on to happier thoughts. Uh, let's go to Euthanasia versus PME. This, you know, kind of a you know, warm-up match for PME going into Absolution and going against, you know, the, the legendary tag team from Cleveland, Ohio. The, I don't know, you want to say the, probably the, you know, the two biggest stars at one point. Yeah, I mean, Josh Prohibition and Matt Cross. And, man, I feel so lucky that in the past, like, calendar year or so, I've got to see them wrestle as euthanasia a couple of times and see them wrestle each other. It's really fucking cool. And it's, I mean, it's hard to call this a tune-up for Colin and Cheech, right? Like, but if anything, you know, if if you get into this match, I can see from PME's uh, angle what they would be looking at, you know? If we can beat Josh and Matt, well, man, there's nothing stopping us from beating Colin and Cheech. Yeah. I, I don't remember much from this match. It was kind of just more of enjoying, you know, PME going up against euthanasia. And uh, only thing Caden put here is uh, PME picked up the win. He pulled a me, so I can't give him shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember the match being really good. It's so far removed at this point that I don't have like any specifics that stand out in my head. I I think one of the reasons why is because the match before it, you know, Kikitaro and Dr. Dan, and then right after it, you have two really big matches, and that's the end of the show. Yeah, and I mean, that, that might have played into it um, some. Uh, I don't know. I've seen a lot of wrestling since then, I think, is the problem. So if it's not, like, even with the whole show, it's it's nothing about this match in particular. It's it's the card overall. Unless there was something that, like, really stood out in my brain, like just little things here and there in some of the matches, uh, I, the whole thing's kind of fuzzy at this point. We're almost two weeks out from it, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of the same way. It's, it was going to be hard to get in this review and the absolution preview so that's why we kind of went for this and that's why you know we're recording this the monday after absolution so we're trying to like i'm trying to get it as quick as possible like okay what can we remember and then obviously there's other wrestling that we encounter and i think this particular weekend i went to a show thursday friday and saturday so i don't remember everything as much well i only went to one wrestling show over the weekend but man it uh there's a lot of stuff from it that's a lot fresher on the brain. Next up was KTB versus Sakimoto. God damn. I walked into this with no like real knowledge of Sakimoto, but motherfucker made an impression on me. This was a hard-hitting match. To borrow a phrase, slobber knocker. Maybe sweat. Just remember the sweat. When they hit each other, that was, <laughs> the lighting was perfect. It would all, it just always just pop right off. Man, I uh, these two beat the shit out of each other. It was amazing. Uh, Sakimoto is just insane to see in person. Like he's just, he, it's ridiculous. He's fucking. I've never seen a person that looks like Sakimoto ever in my life. Mm-hmm. He just ripped and looks like he could tear you in three. Um, and I thought these two were going to go through the back wall of the Winchester at one point, like with how hard they were hitting the ropes and shit mm-hmm. and how close that back wall is to the, the ring. Uh, man. And how over is KTB, man? Fucking nuts. I, 
one of the dudes who just started showing up like it's been almost a year and he's had some great fucking matches i'm not just like he's been thrown in some scramble matches but he's also been thrown into a uh, match versus match justice and you have this match uh side note match uh, that I, I think just got announced for gcw a rematch him versus marco i'm kind of looking mm-hmm. forward to seeing that yeah i mean that's the match that kind of put both of those guys on everyone's radar um but boy ktb is i'm he's a guy that i'm really glad is around aiw i hope he continues to be a fixture around aiw uh and i watched not live but over the weekend that sakimoto was in the u.s i saw uh two of his other matches and boy am i the other ones were great too but man i'm glad we got the ktb one in person uh it was it was really fucking good this match was really good so basically, this is another match to check out on Smart Mark Video. Oh fuck yeah, yeah this this match uh, is is makes it a hundred percent worth it. Um, the Ego and Tuan match too, and the Super Over match. Those things alone, everything else on the show is good too. But those things, just, if the, if the whole thing was just those three things, you got your money's worth. Yeah. Next up, we had the main event of the evening. Nick Gage, Matt Justice, Wes... What? Get your teams right, man. Sad thing is, I'm the one who tweeted it out and I missed somebody. Uh, Nick Gage, Dominic Greeny. Dominic Greeny. I totally miss fucking Dom. Apologies, Dom, with everybody coming out. I- Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> so, Nick Gage, Matt Justice, Dominic Greeny versus Wes Barkley, Josh Bishop. And Tim Donst. Yeah, Rip City Shooters and Tim Donst. This was everything I thought it was going to be. Fucking carnage. Yeah, this went all over the place. Matt Justice walked through the crowd on his way to the ring. Uh, Ended up back in the crowd not long after that. There was a point where all these guys have chairs in the crowd with dudes sitting across from them chopping each other on the chairs. Uh, This went all over the fucking building uh doors were destroyed uh this it got bloody it was good man this was a fun match match went everywhere within the crowd outside the ring obviously inside of the ring and it was uh donst barkley and bishop that won after justice hit gage with a piece of a door and who hit gage with a piece of a door i say justice thomas <laughs> so so for those that weren't at the show um, in the middle of the guys who are in this match which just to make sure everybody knows again that's Matt Justice Nick Gage Dominic Greeny I'm gonna edit the shit out of this episode the Rip City Shooters I'm gonna make it so you can't edit it out <laughs> the Rip City Shooters and Tim fucking Dots. those are the people who are actually in the match uh, affecting the ending of the match is that Zach Thomas comes out of nowhere a guy who's not in this match and explodes a door over Nick Gage's fucking head and uh, sets it up for the Rip City Shooters and Tim fucking Dots to pick up the win it also sets up an absolution match <laughs> oh yeah None other than turning. What well, didn't it set up? It uh, it added because it was already announced that we were we already had heard uh, Zach Thomas put out a challenge to Gage. Right. 
But it was because of that whole incident, supposedly, Nick Gage said, like, all right, then our match is going to be a, it's going to be a death match at Absolution. Said he wasn't supposed to say that. So, that's where we are. Stay stay tuned to find out what happened. Uh, it was a death match. Uh, so yeah, and I mean, this match really did set up, like, kind of a lot of things going into, or furthered along, a lot of things going into Absolution. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with um, Josh and Matt, with Dom and Donst, um, you know, the whole thing kind of worked its way around to to further stories into Absolution, which it did a great job of. Definitely the the right choice for main event, and like just everybody you had in it, kind of like what you said also too, just it set up a lot of different matches, and I've thoroughly enjoyed the fuck out of that main event. Yeah, it was good, man. I don't remember like a lot of the individual spots. I remember the one out in the crowd. I just remember it being everywhere. Like there was there was more going on than you could watch at one time. Yeah, and those are always kind of interesting matches to watch because. You might get one experience watching it live because you're watching something that might not be shown on the the recorded version. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's and it's an incentive, you know, when you're at those shows and there's those kind of matches. Like, oh man, I kind of do need to pick this one up because I want to see what I missed. But all in all, that was Sakimoto takes Cleveland. Yeah, it was a it was a pretty good show, man. It was I I don't mind the Winchester. I like the the. The gimmick this time of the paying extra to come in and get a seat. Yeah. I was okay with that. I like that plan. Uh, Winchester wings delivered. I uh, I fucked up and spilled our fries. Um, Pam was real mad at me about that. I like the Winchester. I hope they keep doing shows there. The only thing that I didn't, I don't like about the Winchester is the, and it's obviously, there's going to be a problem one way or another, is the street parking. Because that was one of those moments where I was like, oh, I'd rather pay 10 bucks and park. Yeah. Instead of, man, like, the- driving down all these streets where, like, every single spot is taken. Yeah. That's, uh, I I completely agree. Uh, and where I thought that, like, the Odeon and, and people having to pay to park was going to be a little bit bigger of an issue than it really turned out to be, uh, the free parking at the Winchester is kind of a fucking issue. Like... If if I had the option, we drive from so far away. I mean, we have to bring our car in. But if I lived anywhere on the west side of Cleveland, there is zero chance I would drive a car over to that show. I would either Uber something. Yeah, I mean, even me from fucking Akron, I I kind of have to drive in. Granted, I like I know I can't Uber, but it's it's fucking ridiculous to pay the amount. That you I can't Uber from Akron to Cleveland. I mean, you can, but yeah, you can because uh, brief period of time I was a Uber and Lyft driver, and I picked up a dude not too far from me, took him downtown. Granted, it was at the bus station, but yeah, I mean, so yeah, you can, but I mean, that's not like a feasible. No, you're not gonna do that. Not if you don't have to. Yeah, it, it is cool to get bar shows because maybe now the fact that we don't have music links and all that shit that we do need to have like that type of variety in the schedule yeah um and i mean music links is is gone gone yeah like it's not even a venue anymore uh yeah i i like the bar shows i like the you get a little different kind of show at a bar show um there's that goldhorn brewery place too you know oh that was Um, i forgot about that that was a good venue too well, yeah. we we picked the good spot, but good venue. Right. 
Well, and not in summer. I think it would probably be, you know, because then it won't be so hot. Um, but yeah, I, I think those kind of shows um, serve a, a purpose uh, for AIW that the, you know, it, it gives people opportunities that might not get them on bigger shows. And uh, it's cool to like further stories along with you get more of the diehard crowd at those shows. This is a smaller room. Any final thoughts or last minute plugs uh, before we go? Um, Super fantastic. Uh, Most recent episode is still the Chris Chan episode uh, where me and Ed from Pod Van Dam start our monthly uh, like podcast inside of a podcast uh, where we're doing Super Chantastic uh, where we talk about Chris Chan, which if you don't know who that is, listen to the podcast. Um, he is somehow very fascinating and, uh, boy, I never thought I would be doing a podcast about him when he was first described to me. And when you first hear, like, listen to one episode, listen to the one, if it's not for you, it's not for you. But I think you'll be surprised at like how all of a sudden you're interested in this dude. You had no clue existed prior to that. Um, so that's super fantastic on you know, iTunes, Spotify, Google, um, wherever you get your podcasts from. And it's super fantastic podcast on Instagram and, uh, super, uh, fancastic on Twitter, I yes. think. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's all the plugs I got, man. And of course, you can find myself at Heavyset330, much like you can find this show at Wrestling Cheers on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, and Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers. Email, if you so choose to desire, Wrestling Cheers at gmail.com. Once again, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, Wrestling Cheers.podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network like All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Old School at the Movies, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, Road Home from Wrestling, Haunted Home Video, The IndieCast, Center Stage, Sobros Network, UXWA Today, Big Gold Bell Podcast, The Co-Host Wrestling Show, Spotlight Series, I Got Your Five Stars, and Not Ready for Primetime Wrestling. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, Powerslam.tv, use wrestling cheers, all one word, and get your first month free, Ringside Shots Photography, Sickening Pictures, Stay Tough, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of wrestling cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. Even if I fuck it up here on the show and I don't tweet out your name in the match that we all know that you're in. Later. Dominic Green. <laughs> Yep. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Would you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. You're a fool for everybody else.